All right. Thank you very much, guys. And uh, Anthony, you may remember, or at least uh, I remember at least a little bit, or certainly our parents remember, a time when there was such a thing as on-the-job training, where you would get hired, they would train you to do a job, and then you would go ahead and do it. And that seems to be non-existent in this present day form. Oh, yeah. I remember for my first job that I was applying for, I needed the entry level, excuse me, but also have five to 10 years of experience <laughs> in a PhD. So <laughs> it's getting really difficult out there sometimes. Joining us to talk about it here, we've got Ewan Rogers, Enterprise Account Executive from Learn to Win in New York. And this is an interesting concept coming to the freight industry in terms of using education to increase retention and recruitment. Ewan, thanks for so much for joining us. Um, as you look at the situation right now in terms of the freight industry, where is the disconnect that that obviously when new hires are made, how do they how do they how does a company want to keep them more as opposed to simply throwing them in the fire, see if they survive, and if they don't, well, sorry. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bill. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yes. Great. Yeah, I think uh, you touched on one of the most common traps that we see when it comes to hiring and onboarding for a position like a freight broker. And I think brokerage firms fall into the trap of throwing individuals to the wolves before actually building the proper knowledge and skills to build credibility and act confidently on the phones. And freight brokers are very unique in the way because people very quickly have to buy, sell, and manage. And more often than not, there's a high chance that those folks are coming into the industry with no prior experience. So for some, uh, that process can feel like learning a new language and just having to jump on the phones. As a sales representative myself, I can certainly attest that cold calling isn't for everybody. But by impacting a new employee's overall speed to productivity and ability to do their job, pays massive returns in a number of different ways in regards to performance, as well as reducing churn and actually keeping new talent around. One of the things that I really try to get away from whenever I'm looking to improve in a field that I'm really kind of somewhat experienced in is bad habits. Can you talk to the, mm -hmm. I guess, advantage of being able to get someone that doesn't have that experience in and really being able to train them up the proper way so they're not bringing maybe bad habits on with them and really having some kind of friction in their growth and development. Yeah, I would say that um, bringing up bad habits kind of reminds me of our partnership with Nolan Transportation Group in terms of how they're hiring on their, their new employees. And the Learn to Win platform is an adult and active learning platform. So we really allow for these organizations to build that structure around a scalable onboarding process. So whether it's a new employee in their Grand Rapids facility versus Charleston there, they understand that the training processes are the same. And when it comes to in-person or instructor-led training, it's very difficult to spot those bad habits and really push out those best practices in real time and effective and quick manner. So by adding that structure and scalable, repeatable onboarding process, we're really able to nip in the bud some of those higher impact bad habit areas and get ahead of them before those individuals are actually out in the field talking to shippers and carriers. Obviously, as you mentioned, we talked about a little bit the, the idea of getting a new employee and then simply throwing them to the wolves. That doesn't seem to be working most of the time for, for most people anyway. As you said, there's lots of churn going on in this industry all across the board. So that being said, not that I'm necessarily asking for the secret sauce, but how should employers be doing this in terms of trying to get new employees on and then 
matriculated them into the process as opposed to simply saying, here's a phone, go for it? Yeah, um, I think there's a, a couple things, Bill, that improve those, at least getting rid of the bad habits and speed to productivity. But it's really a, a focus on the training material. We at Learn to Win like to focus on what we consider last mile knowledge. And that is the kind of unique intricacies or unique characteristics of an organization that make them competitively different in the marketplace and focusing on those heavily. So providing an organization with a platform where they can um, talk about their competitive differences or really focus on making sure that individuals are retaining the information that matters most about their organization helps them get up to speed quicker and really make a difference and be confident in the job that they're doing rather than just jumping on the phone, hoping that this individual thinks I'm credible in the work that I'm doing. We're making sure that we're focusing on that higher impact information that's ultimately going to make them successful in their job. When looking at bringing up training and brokerages, do you see any kind of carryovers potentially from other industries? So are the building blocks similar to other segments of business, maybe other aspects of life into bringing it into the brokerage? Yeah, that's a great question. So oddly enough, Learn to Win was founded on being a platform to help athletic organizations learn their playbooks and scouting reports faster. So um, we do partner with about 150 athletic organizations ranging from NFL teams like the LA Rams or Baltimore Ravens. And we noticed that a common theme within the sports world was that these players were handed a 500-page playbook, told to go home, have it memorized, and come out on the field to practice the following day, and let's put it to work. And we noticed that there were similar training processes or gaps within training across the United States military as well. So we scaled from the sports world to supporting the Department of Defense in areas like Air Force flight training and um, even some of their, their medical staffs that are out in the field. And really what it breaks down to is when it, it comes to highly dense information in a format that isn't easy to digest, it's very difficult to understand where the knowledge gaps are might be within those specific teams. And we've noticed that same trend within the freight and logistics space because it's, it's a little behind on the tech adoption curve. And because the nature of the business is very transactional, it's easy to say, well, it's not broke. Let's not fix it because we're still going to be profitable or make money on this employee. And ultimately, we've been able to take that highly dense training material and break it into these three to five minute engaging micro learning sessions, which makes it a lot easier for individuals to one train in the flow of work because it's at their fingertips on their mobile phones, but it keeps them engaged throughout and drives retention, which ultimately improves performance and that overall speed to productivity when they get into their position and are expected to pick up the phone. You know, we've got about 30 seconds left here. Obviously, we have that philosophy of you know, mass hiring and then see who survives, as opposed to what you're talking about here. In terms of overall churn rate, how, what, what's reasonable to be expected if someone, say, for instance, goes through your program or a similar program in educating mm -hmm. a broker on how to work? Yeah, you know, I, I think 
the industry average for churn across the freight and logistics space is a staggering about 70 to 80 percent. And we've seen with an organization like Nolan Transportation Group that was experiencing about 40 percent churn that by implementing a more structured onboarding process and giving individuals the the tools and ability to be effective when it is their time to actually get on that job. We've seen about a 13% reduction in churn from 40 down to 27, which when you're hiring classes of 200 people, those numbers can be pretty significant and, and pay lasting dividends for an organization because it costs money to train individuals because you have to take folks out of the field to provide that hand folding instructor led approach. But um, yeah, ultimately, individuals want to stick around with an organization because they feel that investment in professional development, as well as feeling confident in their ability to actually do the job that they're hired for. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us this morning real quick. If people want to find you or reach out to you, how can you do that? Yeah, appreciate you guys having me on today. Um, I always encourage anyone to reach out via LinkedIn. My name's Owen Rogers. My first name's a little tricky. It is spelled E-O-I-N. Um, but yeah, reach out on reach out on LinkedIn. I'm more than happy to talk about any current training or onboarding processes that are taking place within your organization and see if there's a way that Learn to Win might be able to come in and help revamp that onboarding or continuous training process. Great stuff, Owen. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, we'll continue on with more Fruit Waves now coming up. We'll take a break and be back after this.